Haley Staymates, uh, welcome to Pittsburgh. Here you are directing, you're, you've assistant directed throughout the year, and now you have the challenge of a very contemporary piece, a piece that is, um, well, makes certainly one think about uh, social media and kids and uh, what can happen uh, when it all sort of whirls together. How are you approaching this piece? Yeah, um, I think this piece is truly a marriage of drama and music. Uh, one cannot live without the other. Um, and so, you know, it's in terms of approach, I really wanted to take a classic theater approach. You have, you know, several different characters played by the same people. Um, so we had to go through each character, discover their character arc, what their overall goal was, their objective, um, their tactics for each scene. Um, and uh, so that was really interesting to play with. And, and we did a lot of, you know, table work, character work, uh, starting in February before we even put the thing on its feet. So, um, you know, it's, um, yeah, so in terms of approach, you know, it's, it's, it's just the three of us, really, in a lot of ways, um, kind of discovering, um, you know, what these characters, like who they are. And, um, you know, it, it's also an interesting piece because it, in a lot of ways, there are certain characters where um, one person is singing and the other person is clarifying what's happening. So they're playing the same character in a lot of ways, um, you know, and so they're this kind of like, you know, composite twin <laughs> alter ego character um, that's happening, like the journalist and the fr with the friend, um, they're one of the same person, even though you hear two voices, one singing and one speaking dialogue. Uh, and so in a lot of ways, I wanted to treat this as a big monologue um, for them. And they're basically breathing in and out of one another. Um, and, you know, another way, you know, Jasmine, um, who uh, is the mezzo in the piece, the, the, the other way that she described it is basically like Peter Pan's shadow, you know? And so that's also a really great um, image to have in your mind um, when approaching these specific characters. Uh, and, you know, and I also think that it's very musically difficult. There's a very rigid structure. Um, and so how do you find um, artistry within that structure, spontaneity within that structure? Um, you really actually have to put on and build more structure and foundation so that you can find spontaneity. Um, and so uh, with that, we kind of went through each section of the piece. And because a lot the, each section usually has like one person singing and then one person um, speaking dialogue, um, I really wanted to have the dialogue... Um, be very freeing to them. Obviously, they have to deliver it within a prescribed time. Um, but in terms of line delivery, I really wanted them to um, have that freedom. Uh, and so I challenged them, actually, to, you know, when we really started the process, um, to uh, try to not say the same, the same line the same way twice. Um, and that way, we're able to really explore all the different avenues in terms of line delivery. Um, and and because, you know, because of that, like, you need to have a really strong foundation of intent and what 
you know, what, what, what is the shape of, of this section in terms of um, dialogue? And so we also basically assigned each, each section a, a descriptive word um, that allows us to kind of center what this dialogue in this section is. And so we, we came up some, with some really like um, descriptive active verbs, <laughs> um, like, you know, one section is to point. So all the dialogue should be very pointed, right? Um, which can be delivered, you know, the, the inflection can be delivered in, a you know, numerous ways based off of that description, which gives them the freedom, but everything is very focused. And so it remains focused in that way. We had another one to erupt, to melt, to spill. You know, it was that kind of fun thing. Mm -hmm. um, and we really, we've, we, we've had such a great time just like sitting at a table and, and kind of going, pouring through the score, doing those things that a lot of times, you know, um, you don't really get to do a lot of table work and character work in, in the opera industry because of the way that the rehearsal process is. Um, and... Uh, but because we're all resident artists here, it was actually we, we had the time. We we we're already here together, so like why not why not do it? It's uh, such a challenging subject matter, and it's nice to be able to have that ability to play and sit around the table and discover these characters and their backstories and all that kind of stuff. Um, it is a story about social media. You have grown up with social media. Do you think social media becomes the bad guy in this uh, episode? Um, I, I think that social media, first and foremost, is a tool, and uh, tools can be used for good or bad. Um, there's advantages and disadvantages to any kind of tool that you have and tools that you use. Um, so, you know, in this way... You know, I think that all of us kind of learned in the pandemic that technology can connect us in a lot of ways, connect us to loved ones, you know, via Zoom or whatever. Um, but there is a dark side to that. Um, and, and this show specifically explores the darker side of social media, um, of Internet online, you know, the dark web, that kind of thing. Um, and so... You know, it, it also, the interesting thing, which I'm sure everyone else has said, <laughs> um, but um, the interesting thing about this is that it really tackles voyeurism. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's very um, self-aware in that way, which is why you have, you know, WhatsApp, you know, excerpts from actual WhatsApp conversations between the composer and the librettist um, that's on video, uh, that's projected on, on, on video um, uh, upstage. And so it's very self-aware in that way, um, but it also makes it so that anyone who comes to um, participate and witness this production, right, this performance, also makes them voyeurs um, because of the way you know, that the piece is, right? Because we're, we're telling the story. But I think what's brilliant about it is that it makes you voyeurs, but it makes you aware of voyeurs. And so what do you do with that information? Um, and how do you then take that information and make sure that you are um, presenting yourself through technology in a way that is um, meaningful and not hateful and not all of those things? So you've had all this opportunity, and now you're beginning to put it on its feet. How is that going? How are you working that out in the rehearsal periods? 
Yeah. Um, well, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of, you know, repetition because once you're on the train, the train really can't stop except for maybe two or three times where it makes sense. Um, and so in a lot of ways, we're just like rehearsing and re-rehearsing a lot of these, these sections. Um, and it's, it's good for them, right? It can also be exhausting. Um, and, and it's very quick because they have to change character within a matter of two seconds to five seconds to seven seconds. Um, literally with a section beep is what happens and then they just switch character. Mm -hmm. um, and so in terms of physicality, we're also dealing with, you know, you have a friend who's, who's 17 at the time he was interviewed. You have a journalist who's, you know, in her 30s. You have a teenager who's a composite character of all these teenagers that they interviewed at this mall in Russia. Um, you have a, the teachers who are obviously older. So, you know, how do you encompass that kind of physicality without also making it a caricature? So um, it's just very kind of nuanced, subtle body movements, right, that kind of allow us to display, you know, just kind of settle into whatever character we're kind of trying to um, uh, depict and embody in the moment. Um, and so, you know, the journalist really has this kind of default gesture where she's really just kind of settled in her seat. She's very reserved. She's not leaning forward mm -hmm. to divulge information. She's just very professional, reserved, poised. Um, the teenager is maybe a little bit more shifty, but it's it's more, there's more of an emotional journey for him churning um, inside his head. It's very in, in, internal, internally focused. Um, and then, you know, for like the, the, the composite teenager character, I mean, he flips his chair, you know, around, he sits on it backwards and he's leaning and he's using his hands a lot because it's a very kind of chaotic role that you're trying to encompass with all these like teenagers into one. Um, and with the teacher, you know, um, uh, they, they're also kind of like this like Siamese twin composite character in some ways. So they're using you know, they're, they're kind of one of the same, um, three-legged race, kind of like they're walking together, they mirror each other in terms of movement um, and hand gestures and things like that. Um, and so just slight, subtle ways to kind of depict character. Um, we've been discovering the room. Um, and, and, and these ideas are also like a part of Ted's kind of vision for the piece, Ted Huffman, who's the librettist. And, um, and I talked to him thoroughly about the characters and, and, and everything. Um, and so, you know, that kind of vision um, we're trying to maintain. It's also hard not to maintain that vision because the, it, what's there is there, right? Um, and so, you know, the teacher has to be, the, you know, the teacher and, and everything. Um, and so, you know, but we're finding what works for us and for our bodies. Um, and so that's also been an interesting challenge of like, well, how do we differentiate the friend who's the same age basically as these teenagers? What's the difference between them in terms of physicality? So that's what we've been discovering in the room. Any thoughts about what you'd like to take the audience away with them after seeing this performance? Yeah, um, I, I think, again, it kind of goes back to social media and whether you know we decide to use the tool of social media uh, for good or for bad. Um, and I hope that this um, story sticks with um, people in a way that 
we are self-aware that, um, you know, about how we come off in our online presence um, when we're behind the keyboard.